There you go. They're number five. Have I been capping for Quacker for more than a year? 100%. Did I cast a bunch of Quacker in the offseason? 100%. I don't care. I think Quacker is now in a better position than he was on Supernova. I think all three of the other people here would agree that this is a better team around him now than it was on Supernova. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to our pre-season three episode of The Salt Mine. We are coming at you with power rankings for the NACL season 14 spring split, where you've got 10 teams, all of us ranked from top to bottom. TDS had a little bit of a last-minute emergency, so he will not be able to join us, but we've got his rankings right here to add to the list. My name is Gordo, and I am joined by Slayer, Niarco, and Bonfire for another preseason rundown. But before we get into that, do want to take a couple seconds here and chat about some of the news that just came out today. It is January 9th at the time that we are recording. Mark Zinnerman just can't, Zinner, Zimmerman, I don't know why I can't say that, just came oh. out and gave his address to the LCS, and that came with it some LCS and NACL news most notably for NACL, is going to be that we are officially on Fearless Draft. We've known that for a while. We are in a best-of-one single-round robin format. We have got ourselves a time slot right after LCS every single week uh, where there are going to be two best-of-threes following the LCS on Saturdays and Sundays. I think that's about all of the new news. So it's a lot of stuff to chat about. Anything stand out to you guys as, as things that are worth particularly discussing before we get into the teams? Um, I, I mean, I, I think for the life, like this is, it's funny to like sit here compared to a year ago and talking about where we thought the broadcasts would be, like the time slots, all this stuff like comparing LEC numbers versus viewership. It's weird to th be super optimistic about it. Um, um, I think the LCS is obviously going to be in a great spot with all those changes, but the fact that you can now roll LCS on the weekends, uh, you're going to get at least a good chunk of the EU viewers coming over for that and then LCS, and then you're going to get drip down effect for LCS viewers. They're going to be watching NACL. It's just all around really good moves. I mean, I, I don't really know how else to describe it. It's kind of what I feel like we've all been asking for out of the at least the scheduling of both of these leagues back to back together for the lat for all of 2023. So, and now it's here and I don't know how to feel about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see for me, I think that it almost feels like the past failures of, uh, you know, tier two of league of legends in North America have built up to this. It feels like they just continue to throw like darts at a dartboard and seeing what sticks. And so in a way I'm kind of optimistic because there's been so much failure and there's been so many things that just haven't worked. I mean, we used to have 16 teams. It's way too many teams. Um, so it's, they've, they figured out what number of teams works. I feel like they've nailed down the OQ at this point. Now they're going to try to get the scheduling figured out. It feels like every split, there's something that's a little bit better than the previous split. And uh, I, I got to say, I'm confident, which is a weird feeling. I'm with you. Because it just feels like nothing ever goes right in uh, <laughs> in tier two, but it, it, I think it's fair to say that they're learning from their mistakes, and I am excited about this new format. 
Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, the only thing I'd add, I did forget to include this up at the start. Uh, there are also some uh, some changes to the methodology that they're going to be streaming OQs with. Uh, don't We don't talk about OQs too much here. Uh, it, it does sound like accessibility for OQs is going way down. They're going to like play them on the weekends and record them in secret and then restream them on the weekdays. It's sounding like they're not going to be casted. Still a lot of details to be determined there. Uh, all in all, not not really a fan of that direction. Uh, yeah. and, and not just because Nyarko was on those last split, and I think most of us were hoping <laughs> to be on those sometime soon. Uh, I, I, on that, I just want to use what little platform we have to say that we should really just move back to teams being able to stream their own OQ games. Like, two and a half years ago, that's just the way that this scene worked for those who are maybe newer or, or weren't following as much at the time, like teams just like broadcast their own games, trying to qualify for proving grounds at that time. Like there were official broadcasts too, but a lot of teams and I would say the majority of the total games just ended up having to be streamed independently. Uh, that went away once unified took over and ran all the streams through them. But I mean, that was okay. Cause they streamed all the games. So, I mean, if we're not right. streaming all the games anymore, I don't really know what purpose this serves. The The only counter argument that I've heard to it is that we're on tournament realm now. And so there's no spec delay. And so there's like competitive integrity concerns about having teams have their own spectators. Uh, to that, I'd say, I mean, first of all, do we even really need to be on tournament realm if we're playing on Chicago anyway? Uh, and, and even if we are, can, can we get like a, can we like flip a switch and just put spectate delay back on tournament realm so that yeah, the right. entire NACL queue could be streamed again? Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to rant about that for a moment, but uh, <laughs> so hopefully brighter days ahead there. But other than that, I agree with what you guys said. I think this is a great series of changes for the ecosystem, and hopefully, you know, the LCS is mega successful and that trickles down to the NACL and to the NACL queue circuit. I do want to quickly reinforce everything, Gore, you just said about the OQs, because that is the that is the one area where I'm like, it couldn't all be good. It, it, it couldn't <laughs> can't, all. Can't have it all. Can't have well, it all, but yeah. Who even had a problem with Speculate, by the way? way? Yeah, exactly. Who who had a problem with Speculate? Players sitting an extra couple of minutes? Like, well, it's, it's more I, that I, I it's remember. like... I remember this was a thing because I remember last year people thought mm -hmm. that Rally Cry were giving teams access to stream throughout the whole tournament, and immediately, I, I, immediately coaches and players both started raising concerns like, "Hey, I don't want the guy playing against me to be on a zero delay to have access to a zero delay spectate stream with no fog." in the lobby from their organization you know because it would be like you yeah. would end up giving that that tr account to like a coach or an owner or something and yeah i mean people were concerned yeah i i think also this is something like we obviously have a vested interest because we're all casters and we want to be able to cast for these teams i think it's going to hurt players as well i mean you think about all the players that are able to get their names out there because they, you know, have a dedicated stream towards them where all of their games get casted. And so I, I do think it's going to hurt players as well with marketability. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah, not, not a good change. That, you know, not to hang on this for too long because obviously we're a little biased towards it and it's not what people come here for. But that's the other thing, like two plus years ago, being able to run your own stream, that was like good for sponsors and stuff. Maybe not universally, yeah. but I remember at least I worked with Wildcard a lot back then. And they had, like, a sponsorship deal with, like, Trovo. 
so they would like stream their qualifier games on trovo and like they could have their own assets with all their other sponsors plastered all over the stream like it was good for them for marketability uh to have it run that way compared to like when unified took over and then when rally cry took over to where it's only their it's only their sponsors it's only their stuff and and wildcard has no real opportunities to to put that stuff around maybe that's not the case for everybody but there's definitely cases where it was true yeah nobody was getting mad at org nobody gets mad at orgs having sponsors i feel like everybody sees an org with sponsor like that's cool that's sick. Yeah. Nobody cares that, that someone has to read a 15-second ad read for Coachify or something like that. They're like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. They're, or, you know, yeah, the, the other ones we're seeing right now. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's that. That's OQs. Excited for the new format. Excited for the new stream of viewers that are going to come to the NACL as a result of this round of changes. With that said, let's let's get into some of our power rankings for this season See what we have to say about some of these squads. We're going to go in alphabetical order. Let's go around table, give our ranks of each team, and then we'll go high ranking versus low ranking. I guess I'll read off TDS's ranking while <laughs> I am here, uh, since that's what just seems to make sense. So let's kick it off at the top of the alphabet with AOE. No longer AOE gold, just AOE once again. Uh, TDS has this team fourth. I have this team fifth. I've got them sixth. I got them fourth. I have them sixth. Sixth for Bonfire, and then fourth for Nyarko. All right. Uh, I mean, Nyarko, you're the highest. If you want to start on off, talk us up on, on AoE. I think that AoE's overall, I guess, build-out is one that gets me hyped because I think that it's... Um, really well tuned for attacking the way that other teams have been playing in the NACL in the past season. And I know obviously meta is going to be a huge defining factor in how people play off of one another, but you also got to look at individual player matchups for some of the people who are kind of now career NACL workers, people who have been doing it for the entirety of the past year. And for me, the things that I'm really happy about seeing are Wixie coming out swinging in that ADC role and then having Rose Thorn in the jungle. Rose Thorn is just one of the most consistent players. I think that as we get the season under uh, wraps, it's going to be him coming out the first few games really showing why he deserves to continue to be featured as one of the top junglers in the league and then having Wixie by his side who's been you know making stories has quite a bit of buzz around him in the social media sphere I think is just going to add to the fact that AoE have a really solid continuity between these two players with especially Rose Thorn being such a facilitator you know with that signature Sejuani and things like that um, that I think could really kind of build to a kind of carry oriented meta that I think a lot of people are speculating we have a chance at having given uh that there's so many things happening in the preseason realm. So that's why I have confidence in them. I also do think that they are the first below a top three that is just head and shoulders above everybody else. So with that in mind, their proximity to my people in like fifth and sixth is still pretty close. So I wouldn't read too much into the fourth. All right, Slayer, Bonfire, you guys are the haters at number six. I'll, I'll round us <laughs> yeah. out because I'm in the middle. Tell tell us about it. Are we haters? It's a two. Uh, I guess. I mean, that's a fifth of the league, man. Yeah. <laughs> I also I'll go first because I actually kind of want to rebuke what 
Nyarko saying uh, for my ranking. Um, for first off, I, I think this is th this the game of league changed so much more than I expected it to change going into a season uh, with the ma map changes, the fearless draft, and then some of the item changes. I think bottom lane is actually going to be the weakest part of Summoner's Rift, at least for the first couple of patches. Um, I, I believe Assassins now have itemization where they can have a lot more success, which opens up a lot more champion picks for some of these mid laners that I know are a lot more aggressive. It's much easier to set up dives and punish bottom lanes way further than it was on previous league with the map changes alone. Uh, and for that reason, as much as I do like Wixie and as much as I love Breezy, I just think that solo lanes are kind of the controlling factors in a lot of these games right now for a lot of those reasons. And I I have a lot more faith with some of these other solo lanes. I'm a lot higher on a lot more of the solo lanes to perform compared to Onat and Z Zamudo right now, which is crazy to say compared to last split. Uh, and I wasn't that impressed by Rosethorn. So factoring all that, factoring how much more I, I like the top side of the map just in general for all these players, AoE kind of slipped down. Uh, not to say that they won't punch above their weight. Uh, if I had to put a ceiling on them, uh, you know, right outside of top three would be the ceiling. I'm just betting more towards their floor uh, based on what I've seen the last split and what I think the meta is going to look like with the new map. So that's why I landed on six. Yeah, that's I, fair. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of a slayer on that as well. I think that the new map is going to change how jungle is played primarily. And um, I think that you have to look towards more aggressive junglers. And I, I don't know, you just look at um, Rose Thorn's stats and, you know, this is a great player who I think when it comes to team fighting, I, I just don't think there's many other junglers that are better. One of the best team fighting junglers, he's somebody that you want in your front line, you want setting these plays up. But if you look at the early game, realistically, his statistics don't really favor him. He just farms up, he, you know, ganks when it's when it's the best possible time to gank. But you don't see him taking a lot of risks, and I think that could be an issue, especially with the new map. Uh, I think I'm also a Slayer as well. I, I'm, I don't like saying I'm out on people because I really want everybody to succeed. I want this to be, a, you know, a striving thing. But I'm kind of out on Onat, if I'm being honest. I think you know Zabuto can be great. I'm not huge on Onat, and uh, I, I think also I know I think kind of the agreeance is that we're all pretty high on Wixie. But I think if you look at champ pool, which is kind of an underrated thing that a lot of people don't talk about, I'm kind of concerned about Wixie's champ pool. You look at some of the you know champions that he picked last split, he barely won any games on Lucian, on Zeri. On this these, is his you know, very... split? Yeah, this is, uh, I think it's actually just his whole year combined. Yeah. Um, well, he was, he, he was in Korea last split, so he was in... So he would have been oh, back in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe I might be looking at the wrong thing. Then. But the point is, I, I just don't know if I can believe in this team as a whole. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, I've already I've already screwed it up. I'm going to... Uh, I should be saying the rosters when we announce the teams. Uh, I'll have them up right up right up here. Not up there, up here. Uh, so that'll, that'll have already been edited in by the time you're watching this at home. But the roster, from top to bottom, just for completeness' sake, is Samudo, Rosethorn, Onat, Wixie, and Breezy. Um... I think I'm kind of in the middle of, uh, of both these opinions. I kind of side more with, with Nyarko and what I assume TDS says uh, as well. Uh, I, I'm a little higher on this team. I think this is my favorite team this year. Uh, I, I love all the pieces they've been able to get for themselves. I just can't 
justify putting the uh, anybody but the top four teams in the top four. Like I think the top four teams are the ones who are who are kind of the big spenders of the NACL this split. Um, and you know we'll get to them when we get to them. But I just can't really justify putting anybody above those four. Um, but you know if I were in a position, you know, shout out to demos, uh, assuming that he was in this position. If I'm in a position where there's four teams that are big spenders and they're gobbling up all the best players at every position, and then I'm told, hey, you could you could build whatever team you want out of all the pieces that are left. I probably build something that's very similar to this uh, this AOE squad. Um, We've already praised Wixie a little bit, uh, and and I'm going to be right on that. Uh, the best 80 carry in NACL is a title that is wide open this split. Uh, King, Arrow, Wixie, or no, Wixie's obviously here. King, Arrow, Meech, and Masu are all gone. Uh, I think you could make an argument that those were the top four marksmen in, in summer. So wide open position, lots of rookies coming in at that role. I think Wixie is my, my favorite to be able to go in and take that role. Um, I, I got really high on Breezy last year after his performance on the previous AOE team. I really liked what they were able to put together there. Um, and yeah, I think, I think Onat and Zamuto are well positioned to take steps up. Uh, and I've, I've always been a fan of Rose Thorne as like an enabling style player. So I think all he needs is, you know, one of these solo laners to take the big step up to, to be, you know, a, a solid top half of the league player. Uh, I think he can already rely on his bot lane to be that. Uh, and I think this team is well positioned to be around fifth and it would be super cool for them to break top four uh, because it would mean, you know, we have like a whole new set of players uh, who are getting actual looks from from LCS orgs and stuff like that. I think all five of these players are are ones that I would love to see that get that kind of attention towards them. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of AoE. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for them, but I cannot justify putting them above fifth. And I'm interested to see who Nyarko and TDS have out of the top four down down somewhere lower yeah i'm interested because you say it's a top four that creates the upper crust boundary for me it's really just a top three and then there's a little bit more granularity uh from there on out so right. we'll see you're, we'll de see you're definitely you're lower on one of the big spenders than me i guess we'll yep. see which one it is <laughs> i'm definitely in that camp with Narco. so i'm with Narco as well i think wow all right well, no, no love for the top four. I thought we, there would be like a consensus top four. So this will this will be interesting <laughs> as we get into it. Up next on the list, then, just to keep our pace chugging along, we've got Cincinnati Fear. Uh, this team, before I forget, is Philip, Chad, Toasty Alex, Lens, and Daption from top to bottom. Uh, TDS has this team sixth. I have this team seventh. Uh, yes. Time for me to make the bit again in another Power Rankings video. I also have them seventh with Gordo, and I did not collude on the ranking. <laughs> this is my first big deviation, I guess, and I'm happy I have it because I was looking at TDS's list, and we are otherwise pretty similar. I have them all the way up at fifth. Ooh. I feel weird saying this, but I have them as fourth. I think they might be one of my that might oh. be my hot take. Yeah, that might be oh, my wow. hot take. I'm outdone. Okay, never mind. I do <laughs> I do have to say, by the way, Bonfire has had a hot take that has been bananas correct both times we've done this. Because it was Dignitas yeah. Challengers in spring and it was yeah. Evil Genius's Challengers yep. in summer. 
Uh, well, well, also, well, the Evil Genius Challengers one, I don't know how much we can I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to deny him that. He gets it. When you made the EG Challengers reference, that was without Surty in the top lane and Armeo subbing in a jungle. That does not count at all. I'm not counting that one. Just the way the dice roll. Also, King was their main carry, and he was still on the roster, so I don't want to hear it. What? I don't want to hear it. No, that one does not count. Give me my flowers. I'll give it to him. I'll give you a flower. All right. Uh, I mean, Bonfire, you're the highest. Tell us why you love Cincinnati Fear. Yeah, I will say, and this is to discredit me, is I, I think that I'm less knowledgeable about all of this than you guys. So I think this speaks to the randomness that the NACL can bring each split. Um, <laughs> but the fact that I'm right two times means that either I'm an agent of chaos or I'm actually secretly better at this than I give myself credit. Cincinnati Fear. Um, first of all, Cincinnati, great city. And they've got themselves a bunch of great players. I think that Philip, Chad, and Lenz are the big three that I'm looking at. And I'm thinking, all right, this could be good. Also, Toasty Alex. I think we had this discussion earlier. He's kind of an unknown entity. And I think that's what excites me, is that I think that you see a lot of these players and we think of it as a linear projection, right? They did had a good last split. They're going to be better next split. I think that it actually helps when you aren't known. I think that a lot of the best players that we see in the NACL kind of come out of nowhere. They bring this play style. They bring the strategy that you don't see a lot. They bring these random picks that people don't expect to see. I think Fearless is going to help with that because how are you going to scout these players? So you've got a great base that I'm a big fan of. You add an unknown entity. This is where it could go wrong. If Toasty Alex is a bad unknown entity, but I'm banking on him doing well. I'm banking on the team kind of being carried through the mid lane and having a really strong base. And I think this is going to be a strong split for Cincinnati. All right. I, I am tied for lowest with Slayer. Uh, I guess I'll go first. I am yeah. probably too low on this team. Uh, I'm going to say that right off the bat. Uh, so, but with that, I'll, I'll explain why. I think I have a justifiable reason. I, I think five to seven are all super close on my list. Um, you know, AOE goes in there as well. Um, and I just, this is just the team I think I have the least out of those three to be excited about this split. Uh, like, I think they're solid all around. I was really impressed with what Philip was able to show on Cincy Fear last split. Uh, I, I'm surprised that he didn't end up kind of moving back up into that upper echelon of players based on what he was able to do. He had a, he had a series where he nearly like just crushed Fake God right out of playoffs. I think a lot of people forget that. Um, but that did happen. Like, there were, they nearly 3-0'd DSG at one point, and two games of that was based off two and a half games of that was based off of Philip just crushing Fake God up there in the top lane. Uh, so really high on him. I think Lens is also positioned super well because, uh, like I said, uh, AD carries wide open, and and Lens is not a rookie, unlike half the league uh, in that position right now. Uh, so I think he's also well positioned to like kind of step up and be be particularly good. Um, but I just think it's like, I, I just feel like I don't have that huge upside for a lot of this team that I do for teams that I'm going to be placing above them. I think their best bet is Toasty. I, I do love Toasty. Um, I've been advocating for him on Twitter for a while. Uh, if Toasty comes out of the gate swinging and it's like a top four mid right away, then I think this team will climb very, very fast and I will be very quickly adjusting my rankings. Um, but I mean, I think mid's pretty competitive this split, especially with the Koreans coming in. There's two Korean imports in mid lane in this league now. Uh, and if, uh, yeah, assuming that Toasty like lands where I kind of expect him to, which is going to be like lower half, uh, then I think this team is going to struggle to uh, make it 
you know, the top six. Um, so I, I, it's really just on the strength of the rest of the rosters. I think there's a lot of parity in this league, this split, uh, that makes me put fear in seventh rather than any actual, like, dislike of any of the aspects of the team. But let, maybe Slayer's a bigger hater than me. Slayer, what have you got? <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep it pretty simple here. Uh, what made fear the best, as good as they were for me last year, were two players, and they're both not on the squad anymore. Sure. So... I, I think they downgraded at the two key positions, and those are two key positions that, like I said, when we wrap, we, we started this with AOE, I think are super valuable. They don't have Perry, and they don't have Shoji. Uh, and those are your mid-jungle duo, which I think are going to be the most, arguably the most important part of most people's splits this time around. So I, I just had to drop them lower for that um, alone. And I, I am also curious how this team is, is going to operate, especially when it comes to shot calling, because I think this is uh, something that is going to be intriguing. Because usually, you know, ch obviously Chad's coming in, and then you also have Daption, who I, I, I know I, I don't know if a lot of people know, but Daption has been around for a while, he and he's been he's been a, a shot caller kind of support leader, I believe, in a couple of the rosters he's played on. So I could see some growing pains coming along with this team, uh, and as much as I, you know. I very much enjoy Lens. I, I think I look at Lens the same way that Gordo might look at Toasty. Uh, there's just too much going against it for me right now uh, for me to put them much higher than seventh. And yeah. I think that I've shoved AoE right at the very top of their expected ceiling for me in regards to how I rank them, mostly because I think that the four is a lot lower for some of the teams that we have coming through, and I'm going to be far more down on them. So while I do think that AoE can easily slot into my placement, I do think that it's about as high as they are possibly able to go and maybe there will be a class and maybe there will be some disappointments along what uh you guys are outlining but i personally have a little bit more faith in the people they have entering into that jungle mid continuity i think that toasty alex is kind of like bonfire said an unknown quantity that has quite a bit of potential mid is going to be very competitive and slayer if you're right with your meta read it's going to be very central to play i can be a bit worried if not for the fact that chad which i think was the golden boy coming out of mirage alliance is coming into that jungle role and i think is going to be able to fill the shoes of perry relatively well maybe not to the same degree as what perry was able to pull off but his aggressive styling his love of the likes of playmaking uh supportive uh champions that still are able to do a lot early like jarvin i think means that hey toasty alex could easily be shored up and you know maybe there will be some friction on the shot calling front i don't really know how much chad wants that capacity versus other people on an aoe but i think that they have time to slot together really well and overall i don't think that they deserve to be top half but they certainly don't deserve to sink as far as seven at least in my eyes fair that's fair, and I know I I'm sure my my sixth ranking is gonna make people upset. So, that's, okay. you know, if you <laughs> if you guys hate that opinion enough, then you could bump them up to sixth in my rankings. Like I said, I I really do feel like I'm too low on fear, uh, but I can't justify. You know, I have six teams above them. That's just that's, that's the way it is. Uh, I I think they're firmly above the the lower eight, but uh, the lower three, whatever you want to call it, eight and below. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just that's just where I'm at. Let's. With that, move on towards everybody's favorite disguised reigning NACL champs. They are rocking four new players. They've got Tenacity, Perry, Young, Manui, and Poom. 
from top to bottom. TDS has this team second. I have this team third. As much as I really want to give him a back-to-back -back chip, I put him second. I also put him second. Put them second. Oh, man. I'm the hater. All right. Who, who, whoever <laughs> wants to talk. I guess I can go first because I'm the only one who's different. Um, yeah, wow. I, I'm starting to feel like I know who in the top four other people don't have in the top four. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get to that. I, here's what I think DSG comes down to. Uh, I, I think topside is, is so strong, and I think they will be very efficient in dispatching of the weaker teams. Um, but I think it is going to be tough for them if they can't go for that, like, super lane-dominant strategy. So I think if, like, Tenacity uh, and... Um, I think it's going to be tough for Tenacity to get big leads on uh, on some of the veteran top laners like Jenkins and Surti. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for Young to get leads on, like, the Koreans. Um, I, I'm going to be pretty high on them coming on in, uh, them being quad and roamer. Uh, and uh, I, I think Kale, I think Keel and Shaden will be able to match Perry like pretty pretty frequently. Uh, and when that all kind of starts to happen, and you're not able to snowball through topside like I think this team is designed to do, uh, I'm going to look towards the bot lane, and and that's where I'm I'm going to really have some doubts about Manui. I think that was where uh, Cincinnati Fear kind of ran into struggles last year. I think this team feels like an upgraded Cincinnati fear in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, they've, they've kind of brought in, they, they've got Perry, right. Uh, and they've got, I think really powerful laning top and mid laners. But uh, I, I think they're going to run into those same issues in the bot lane, despite the fact that I, I think Poom is very, very good. Um, it's I think I just don't trust Manui to be that late game powerhouse carry that I think a lot of other eighties, uh, are going to be for their respective teams. And I think when they get to those kind of late game stalled out scenarios against some of the other top teams in the league, uh, I am going to lose faith in them relative to the competition. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to sound like broke a record, but this is just going back to my logic. I, I don't value bottom lane as much as the other lanes right now. Sure. So, yeah. you, you know, I agree that Manui is our, would be the weakest link, but... I just, I just love, I mean, I think, you know, young, you can say what you want about tenacity. The guy for me is Perry. Um, I, I think Perry, it's purely a work ethic thing for me, man, because this guy, this guy was playing on fear, you know, playing well, better than most people expected. And then what else is he doing? He's, he's streaming all of his challenger games all the time. He's, he's, he's running coach workshops all the time as well. I, I didn't, I didn't turn on my Twitch one time and I didn't see him doing, and he, there wasn't a point where he wasn't streaming something League of Legends related, wasn't grinding League. The kid's got the craziest mindset when it comes to something he sets his hearts on. So I'm kind of just banking on the idea he's worked so hard that he's going to take a step up. Uh, and you know, you already highlighted tenacity and young as well. And that's enough to at least get them in the top three for me, for me, top two. So all that going for him. I nearly put them above the super spender team. <laughs> Whoa. I nearly... Um, yeah. Well, I think you're probably glad you didn't. I, 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 I will, I will say, I think that you're very harsh on Manui and I think that's fair, but I don't think that he's as bad as. I, maybe we made him out to be. And I think also he's going to really benefit from having such a strong front line. Um, I think Poom's a huge upgrade. And then I think that you've got such strong structure around him. Um, I think also you look at his, you know, his match history last year and how many different champions he played. 
Um, and he went through so many different metas. I mean, this guy just played so much that I think that given off season, I think you give him a different team, better front line, better shot calling. It's a better team around him. I am going to say that I think Minui's going to have a better split and I think he's going to surprise you. So, um, I, I guess that this makes me, I guess I'm buying stock in Minui, but I, I, I think that that's why I have them at two is because, um, it's different than how Slayer has it. Slayer doesn't believe in Manui, but he doesn't think it's going to matter as much. I do believe in Manui. And so I think that that's actually why they'll, you know, be second. I would say I don't believe in him. Yeah, but you, you, I just, you know, lowest stock on the team doesn't mean. Be, yeah, I don't think any yeah, of us, yeah. like, don't believe in him. I think he's, he, yeah, yeah, he's, no, like, I, surpassed I, yeah. the expectations that he had coming in on that first split with Cincinnati Fear, like, 10 times over. Uh, right, like, yeah. I think a lot of people had him, like, 16th best marksman. Uh, coming in uh, to last spring. He's definitely well exceeded that, and I don't have him really at the bottom of the table, but I just think he's going to struggle to go toe-to-toe against some of the best team fighters in the league. Yeah, I get it. I think that you see the greatest uh, kind of split in my team-building philosophy here, where I really do like DSG's overall idea of putting a ton of emphasis on these solo lanes and while i was emphasizing the importance of the 80 carry role when i was talking about wixie uh when we were touching upon aoe at the very start the thing that stands out to me is that from the direction of weaker adc to stronger solo laners um you're kind of able to shore up the weaknesses of a lower tier adc a lot more competently by just having someone that can smash a solo lane and then work as a front line, kind of what, like what Bonfire was saying. And while therefore I think Wixie is able to propel AoE to say, you know, fourth, fifth place at the very best. The thing with DSG is that because they have tenacity and all these other people shoring up Minui on the bot lane, who I'm kind of with Bonfire, I don't think even think is really that bad. I think that he was still a decent contributor in every single team that he was on at the very worst. Um, that means that this is a very justifiable two to me. I think that um, his workload is lessened quite a bit by having Perry in the jungle as well as a playmaking facilitator and also a possible carry in their own right. This means that within the first few weeks, we may see uh, Minui's champion pool really expand where he figures out, hey, do I want to be more of a supportive AD carry, something that is just use- setting up utility or because people are tracking aggro because people are buying so much space for themselves during team fights can i go back to full carries which is my read on the meta although i've heard apparently in my quick scrolling of twitter while i was uh, waiting my turn here um seems to be the opposite of other, what other people are people people are like you know lucian Callista, and stuff are gonna be crazy so uh-oh i guess we'll see i've heard some of both of those if, the, if that's the case i didn't even really factor that in too much i just assumed that i'm like yeah i almost i took almost no meta predictions in here because i just don't think uh, I, I have no faith in my ability to like predict what the meta is going to be with all the changes. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I just, I everybody just, look at the color caster. Exactly. No, I mean that, that came to my reading somewhat. I, I thought Lucian Callista because what, what are those two 80 carries super mobile 80 carries that aren't super weak out the gate and can't get punished by silly tower dives and where's, level three ganks. Where's Sonori so. B? Why is he not in this league? That's going to be true. He's going to be Draven too. God, he's going to be feasting this meta. Uh, I will say, I will add to my DSG opinion. uh, This team's floor is, is, and I hate using floors. I hate ceiling floor analysis in League of Legends, particularly. It's a cop out. Well, it's a cop out. My big thing with ceiling floor analysis, not to go on a tangent here, but I I, I hate that just because we've seen 
think about what we've seen in the history of League of Legends. We saw the back-to-back-to-back-to-back champions, TL, make a small change, arguably an upgrade in jungle, and dip to ninth. We watched that Vitality Super Team in Europe bomb out. We watched FlyQuest just last split make one change at support and bomb out of playoffs instantly. Like I every team's floor is the fucking ground. Like that's done. Like there's like League has proven time and time again that like team cohesion at the highest level matters more than individual skill to such a degree that like if you just don't jive right, you will dip all the way down like the team liquid and FlyQuest aren't immune to it you better believe no nacl teams are immune to it with that said True. i think the floor is pretty high here like, <laughs> like i think the, <laughs> the individual player talent is really good these players are all individually proven to be very good uh there's not like a ton of risk pieces here and i don't think uh disguised toast feels the need to take those kinds of risks right like i think his his role in the league or what he's here to do is very apparent here. He's not, you know, trying to pelk out the next, uh, you know, really high ceiling, but real variable star. He's not trying to like develop some kid for LCS. He is here to pick up the best players, guarantee himself as much as he can, a deep playoff run and, you know, have games for his fans to watch deeper into playoffs. And I think this team will get him there. Um, their ceiling is definitely up at first. Uh, again, despite the fact that I hate that kind of analysis, if uh, some of the they're less risky than teams like Team Liquid and FlyQuest and Supernova, and if the risks with those teams manifest, uh, DSG will be there to scoop up that equity and and can move themselves as high as they as high as you like. Biggest missed more. opportunity, by the way, is they're not toasty. Alex is not on that team. It is it, someday. Huge missed <laughs> opportunity. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you forgot one. You forgot one aspect of Disguise Toast team building as well, though, Gordo. He's a content machine, and he yes. has arguably sure. the biggest content top. He has the biggest content top laner and jungler on his team. He does. He does actually. That's gonna go hard. I didn't even think about that, but that is gonna go hard. <laughs> All right, who's who's next? I wasn't even looking at who's next. Fly ah, Quest yes, FlyQuest Challengers is next. Uh, let's let's see if we can get the sweep going here. This team is. Surdy, Shaden, Quad, Sujed, and Chime. TDS has this team first. I have this team first. I'm just going to stand here first, like this. First. I have first. Sixth. No, I have first. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> right. uh, that's, yeah, that's the unanimous right. first, baby. I, I'm going to I'm gonna lead us off there. Uh, this team has three LCS players and an LCK player on it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a all right. Wrap it up. We're done. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. there's a pretty straightforward <laughs> argument. I think for all four of those guys to be number one in their role. Um, yeah, they, they there's four teams like I said that I have in championship territory, but I think this one's firmly the number one. I do want to say I think the notable piece here is actually Sujed. Like that's going to be the piece that people are least familiar with because uh, he hasn't played at this level before and he is a rookie. Um, it's so notable to me that Sujet is here because of how much sense the veteran options made, right? Like, I'm really surprised that Wixie isn't here, especially with, like, the 100 Thieves connection between him and Papa Smithy. Um, I'm, you know, especially when FlyFam was all 100 Thieves next guys. Uh, I'm surprised the King isn't here, considering that, like, Surdy and Shaden are coming straight from the EGLCS squad that was being built, and King was also going to be on that squad. So, like, the fact that... Those guys aren't here when they definitely could have been here. And they go with the rookie anyway. 
even when they have a rookie above him in LCS in Masu, and you would think traditionally <laughs> you like want to have the really reliable backup there, even then they still choose to go with Sajed. Like that's wild to me, and I'm like forced to conclude that they just they they must love Sajed over there. Yeah. They must think they found themselves another Masu. Like there's no other explanation for why Sajed is here other than that that organization believes in him so much. Yeah, exactly. I, I can see why. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I like him, too. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think his tryouts especially were really good. I think his time on Lit last split was really good. Uh, he played an ACL. I think he was great there. I, I'm high on him, ACL too, moments. but, like, FlyQuest yeah. is really high on him. Yeah. Um, For the sake that we're all having him at first, I'm, I'm only going to pick out I'm only gonna pick out one player to talk about, so you guys can you guys don't have nothing to say except repeating. Thanks. Um, this is so. This is everyone remembers my Zazel uh, campaign oh, last geez. year, right? Okay. I, I have Zazel. I, I have which ended up correct, by the way. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he he made he made an LCS team when he deserved to be. Um, Chime is my Zazel for 2020. <laughs> Chime is the best support in the NACL. Uh, I, I think he is incredible. I, I think he should have been on an LCS team, uh, which is hilarious because arguably the guy that took his spot in the LCS was Zazel, technically, uh, sure. which is uh, But I think Chime is an insane player. Uh, you know, when, when Gordo says you could argue four of these guys are the best in their role uh, in the NACL, Chime is the guy that I'm going to cap for over and over again. Uh, I, I think he, bring, he heightens every team he's been a part of past the expectations they were at. And now he's on a team that is his super team of his career so far, if you want to put it in quotation marks. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm sad that Chime is not on the LCS, but if he wasn't going to be, this is the best spot for him to land. Yeah, he's going to be incredible for their championship roster. Is this I team... question. Is this team... Wait, I have a question, too. Is this team better no, 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 than 2023 okay, TSM? <laughs> yes. That's my answer, yes. I have a question first. No, we... Yeah, yeah, I think they are. <laughs> I think they might be. I have a question for uh, Slayer. Your Zazel each year, does it have to be a support? Is this just a coincidence that Chime is your Zazel and they're both support? Um, well, now it's a bit, so it probably will be a support every year. Okay. But, um, but I mean, I had I had guys I was capping for a, 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 in other roles, too. Well, it wasn't well, just uh, – we we'll to... get to some of the other ones, by the way. So it, Here's my thing. We have to – we do our MVP at the end of the year. We have to give our MZP, which is the most Zazel award. <laughs> you just, it's just the Zazel player of the year. Um, Yeah, I don't have much to say about this team. I think the fact that they're all first means that I could say anything and you guys would go, yeah, 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 you're right. They're just the best team. That's just it. They're just the best team. And so – um, yeah, Sajid is the unknown factor, but obviously they believe in him, but I don't, I just don't need to say anything. Like they're the best team. They're probably going to win. And if they don't win, there's going to be a million podcasts that are like, how did they win? Like, that's kind of where this team is at. They are the super team. And, uh, I can't say anything about a super team that hasn't been said a million times before in every single sport. I'll I'll poo poo it a little bit there unless Narco has a unique take coming in here. Uh, is I, I do I do wonder a little bit, uh, because I listen I've been on this for forever. One of my core, one of my core philosophies that I espouse on this show and everywhere is that I, I there's there's systemic bias against the NA players. Like there's the entire scene has spent so long shitting on NA players 
that we all just we just live in a fog of it. It's just it's the culture that we exist in, and nobody's immune to that. Uh, not even me. And so I do have to question, like, are as somebody who does have quad and Romer very high, are we like point? Is there is there good reason to have quad and Romer like super 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 high? Like, are is quad like guaranteed to come in here and be the best player? Like, I. I, I no. I was going to say, I don't even think Quad's the reason I'm so high on this No, team. Yeah. he's not. Yeah. He's not. But, he's not. But he's, I mean, he, was in, he was in that list of four players who could be the best player in their position, and nobody pushed back on that. Like, <laughs> well, I think compliance is not denying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's – you're going to hate this, Goro. Um, I, I think when it comes to Korean players coming to NA, their ceiling in their role is usually always one. I, so – <laughs> that's kind of the logic I'm using when you said that. I think that's fair. That? I, I I think yeah. Quad has a little bit of an exception too, because like he was he was in LCK for a little bit. Like there were LCK orgs that believed in him. Uh, maybe w- when we get to Romer, maybe I'll give a little bit more of a rant about it. Uh, despite the fact that I also have Romer very high, uh, <laughs> I, I think the fact that they're coming directly from Korean solo queue and that they're coming directly from like the Korean organization and Korean coaching will be good. I think they will come in and be very strong. But I just I just want everybody to have that in their head a little bit, you know? Just just think yeah. about that kind of stuff Maybe when seeds. when the new imports come in. Like is are these guys that are like barely out of T two KR, are they guaranteed to be better than every player in T two NA? Not necessarily. Although I will be starting them that high. Ask Arrow. <laughs> Arrow was coming out of being like a really good L C K player. That's my point though. Like Arrow was not a guy Romer, every all ten LCK teams watched Romer in LCK CL and said, "Nah," and now he's in NA tier two instead. Like he is Arrow was a starter on a Arrow, world's yeah, qualifying was... LCK team. Like they're not the same. They're not the same. Oh god! I love Arrow as well because it's just the funniest thing as a Team Liquid fan when you like can tell people like, "Yeah, our t- our you know a challenger team's incredible." And they're like, "You, but you have a really I'm like, hey man, I don't know to tell you. We, we developed talent. We developed him. You know, Teal fans go from, "Hey, we yeah, we have a world's qualifying eighty carry on our NACL team." Oh yeah, what about your main team? Uh, <clears throat> we have a world's winner that yeah, exactly. isn't, wasn't actually the greatest when he came over here. We don't talk about that part. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, we'll get back on the rumor train later. It's going to be a while before we hit TL. That's how the alphabet works. So, let's get on to Lethal Intentions Lit Esports. We have got Dragoon, Kizno, Messages, Rock Boom, and Plux from top to bottom. Uh, I'm confirming where my rank is. I would correct. All right. TDS has them at eight. I have them at nine. I've got them at eight. I have them at nine, but I could have them at eight. This is the thing. I could have them at seven, man. This is what I was bellyaching over with uh, earlier on. I don't want to be the. I don't want to be a martyr for all of these teams. I have them at five. Wow! Wow! And we done it again, baby. Maybe it's not lit. Maybe it's lit. I can only okay. die on so many hills. Oh god! <laughs> Out of all the hills for you to die on, though, I can actually see this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not even uh, joking. Geez, I you must hate some of these teams, Louis. <laughs> Come it up later. I'm well, just excited for later. The unfortunate thing right. of how rankings work is, which means I'm going to be really low on some teams. I know that's what I'm looking forward to. But go well, ahead, you can, you can talk stuff on lit. I, I want to hear what you think yeah, about it. Let's let's hear it, man. Um. All right. Uh, so when I died on the AOE hill, um, 
no, what, what hill did I die on earlier? Fear. fear. When fear. I died on the fear hill earlier, it was a team, right? It was a good, strong system behind Toasty Alex. With this, I just believe in messages, man. I, I, I really do. I think messages is very good. Uh, and I think that where there's a lot of question marks with Rock Boom and Flux, I think messages is very, very good. I also, I, I do like Dragoon. I do like Kizno. Um, and I just really, really like messages. I, I watched a lot of messages and I thought that he was very good. And I'm glad that he made an NACL team. And I think that he can be, uh, this is, you know, clip it, a top three, maybe even top two mid laner. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very high on messages and it's skewing my bias. I, again, if we're going to go ceiling floor, ceiling is probably five. I think I rated them a little too highly, but I just, it's the, look, Gordo put it best, right? There's an emotional connection, whether you like it or not. And when you like a player, you just tend to rate them, at, you know, towards their higher peak. That's exactly what I did. So did I say that? I, I don't, don't actually think that we're going to be seeing them stack up well in a full season versus some of the other teams that they were competitive with in NECL Open qualifiers. I don't think they've made enough progress to really push them into the stratosphere, to push them into, you know, some kind of contention with like the middle band of teams that have a lot more, I guess, firm identities within the NACL itself. But they could also surprise as they turn on the gas with the last NACL open qualifier. And that's what brought them to this uh, entire league to begin with, right? Um, but individually, I like these players quite a bit, which keeps them out of the 10th slot. Uh, Dragoon, Messages, Rock Boom, all really, really solid. I actually haven't seen a whole lot of reason to have faith in them as a collective, but I don't really think that that matters. I think that, you know, there's a chance that they climb above ninth, but if I had to put a few of my teams closer to their ceiling, then there's others I have to put closer to their floor, and I'm choosing to put lit closer to their floor within my ranking. And Gordo, I have a whole thesis statement about why I actually really like leading upon this, but, you know, we'll hold that off for another time, as I'm sure that as these teams actually start getting ranked against one another and we actually start seeing games and the records come out, it'll be time to talk about that. Yeah, I, I, I think I love what you say there, though, that, you know, like... I do like first through ninth. I actually kind of like all these teams. Like I, I think the I we'll, we'll get to tenth, but <laughs> everybody else, I kind of like like the rosters they built for themselves here, and I like see what they're going for. Um, Lit, I love narratively. Like this is the first. I think it's worth calling out right and 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 giving props for uh, this is the first team uh, to like realize the NACL dream. Right, this is the first team of five rookies who have never played in tier two before to qualify for NACL and you know they've stayed together as that roster uh so that's super cool uh, I'm, I'm happy for them in that and I'm glad that this has happened so quickly because this is kind of what this whole format was built to achieve you know love Mirage Alliance too but it was not built to qualify for former else this wasn't built to qualify for former LCS players back into tier two it was to let rookies who nobody respects get a chance uh and and lit has done that with that said I'm gonna be real with you all here None of us thought this team would be here. Uh, I thought Team Ambition was better. I thought Winthrop University was better. I thought TFT and Supernova were better. Uh, and I think the 2024 NACL field is better than all of those teams. 
So like I I just can't bring myself to like raise up that high on on this lit roster just compared to the strength of the competition and what they've proved to me. The upsides, I think, I agree with Messages. I, I'm a big Messages fan. I, I think he could be very good. He's very new to the scene. Um, Kizno also, like, I, I feel like people forget, like, Kizno's going into his sophomore year of comp. Like, Kizno came out of nowhere in OQ1 last spring, was recruited to Supernova to replace Hyper in OQ2, move over, qualified for NACL on that team, moved over to Lit, qualified for NACL on that team, and now he's starting his second year of play. Like, this guy's rise has been enormous. Uh, I, I There's a lot of hype for him. He's tearing up champs queue right now as well. He's, like, top 10 in champs queue. Um, so I think if this team does, like, make a big jump, I think it'll be Kizno, who is really surprising people. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's upside here. I just don't think the team has the firepower right now. A couple of these guys will probably go on to be NACL staples. Um, but I think this specific roster of five will will struggle with their zero experience at this level. Yeah, so I'll also, justice for Coachify. Sorry. Uh, when we Coachify. I thought that, <laughs> that, that I thought were hey, better man, than Toasty's Lit in the in league. That's the justice. Co Toasty <laughs> Adaption are in the league. That's the to that's the justice for Coachify. Uh, uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet uh, as, the, as the middle guy at eight. Uh, mainly because... Mainly the bit's coming back in. What Gordo said is kind of my logic on why I'm up on the team. <laughs> it's Kizno messages. Um, well, and and on fire with messages. Uh, this is going to be the silliest reasoning for bumping them above nine. It's completely self-centered. They are eight instead of nine because Dragoon gave me my best casting clip of my career so far. Ooh. For that, Dragoon. Thank you. Ooh, this man. That's fair. Why did it's, you? Why you gotta stop booing me in the middle of my speech? <laughs> I, I, I need I need clips. Dude, you've done it like eight times. That's on, exactly on when you're thing. supposed to boo people. You're supposed to be people while they're talking. If you boo afterwards, then it's a it's not a good boo. Yeah, that makes sense when they're when the people in the crowd are booing, not a crowd. person with them. You have a microphone in front of you. It has no, the same audio fair. level as my as me. Yeah, 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 that's fair. That's fair. I'll leave I my boots. I bump it lower. Now we turn it off. You start seeing a boo, turn it off. Yeah, that's the silly reason I have them at eight. Listen, you guys know I like to have some fun with some of these rankings. Sorry, I had. I, I, had, I, I, had I, I think a lot of positions are justifiable, except for fifth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Are we going to talk about how he said I like to have some fun and then just copies Gordo's rankings? All right. Hey, That's hey, so hey, much he's fun. one higher than me. Uh, on fire. If it's any consolation, man. If it's any consolation, I like the fact that I now believe that the fifth is possible almost makes me want to have them move up the rankings for me. I'm not going to lie. The indomitable I think it's possible. I really think they can. I do. Like, don't get me wrong, man. I'm, I love, I think like NA mid is in, so I, I love the messages love. Like NA mid is in such a good position coming yeah. into 2024 spring compared to where it was. You know, like I, I remember I made a, I, I did a meme on Twitter, I think like six months ago or something where people were talking about how they were good. Or it was actually just this last off season where people were talking about how there's no good NA mids to pick up. And it's like, oh man, you know, the academy teams had like six import oh, yeah. mids in academy in in 2022 when this wasn't an open circuit yet, and now there's no good NA mids to pick up. Who would have who would have freaking guessed? <laughs> <laughs> but now, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I love messages, but I also love like Young and Shochi and Toasty. I, I have hope for Onad. I have hope for Dark Wings. 
I think even RJS could be pretty cool. And I think the Koreans are going to be good. So it's like, it's just so hard for me to like put, uh, well, it's so hard. Like Rob Lowe with the NFL hat on. You're just like, I like all mid laners. I do like all mid laners, man. <laughs> I think, <laughs> so it's like ranking these guys was super hard, uh, except for get back. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. No, no hate to get back. No hate to get back. Um, really? Gordon, no hate to get, to get back? <laughs> like just we'll a get little back. bit of, we'll get a little bit of friendly ribbing on, on get back <laughs> aren't we like almost there at this point we're gonna be there uh, no. we're gonna be actually wait they're yeah. next up they're next up at the alphabet uh oh god um but yeah no i mean i just and, and get back's uh get back's an import anyway by the way so we're talking about na mids right now um you said they have the koreans <laughs> it, it, yeah that's a there's a comma and then okay. Okay. <laughs> a separate point there's a semicolon in there uh to allow us to get out of the next point yeah i, I just think there's gonna be a lot of really good bits in this league uh and so even if messages like you know hits around where i expect or even a little bit higher i think he's gonna struggle to be like top of the board just because i think there's there's really high ceilings on a lot of players here and i mean like yeah you know whatever we'll get to get back in a second um <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say we're, we're... We've been on there for a minute. We're here. We can just, we can just, we're, we can move. we're here. We're here. I'm not going to dig any deeper. Let's get to Maryville. Uh, Maryville University is up next in their second split. TDS has this team at 10th. I also have this team at 10th. Yeah, they're 10th for me. Yeah, man. They're 10th. You have them? 10th. Count them. All right. That's 10th across the board. This is the anti fly quest. Um,. <laughs> I feel I feel like I was too mean to get back before, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, I think all in all, I think this like just the league got stronger, and I think this team didn't. Like this team was barely a step removed from getting relegated. They were eighth, and they were like hard eighth. They were eighth by like they were down like four wins compared to EGC at seventh, um, and they were only like two wins away from getting relegated themselves. And arguably, those were the two wins they earned against AOE when they had to sub in Acadian at Marksman or whatever. Um, so, I mean, they very easily could have been, they could have been relegated instead of Supernova last split, like very easily. Um, I think, I don't think the additions of Spyrex and Iconic changed too much. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they had some graduations going with Odd Orange and Niles. So they've, they brought in, like, I think Spyrex will be a fine top laner. Um, but I think top lanes really stacked in this league as well. I think both the solo lanes are, um, so I, you know, I don't expect him to be like top half, um, I don't think Iconic is like a huge upgrade over Odd Orange. Iconic was in the in Maryville while they were running Odd Orange. They could have they could have made that swap at any time. Um, and I expect like get back Scary Jerry and Psycho to be at a similar level to what we saw from them last split. Maybe they make big steps up uh, after having had a split of experience in the NACL, but uh, it's just not something I'm I'm going to be placing my bets on. I will say uh, Maryville has UG now. Uh, he is on. He goes to the school. He enrolled after dropping off a fly quest. Uh, if they put in Yuji, I don't think it'll make a huge difference, but it, it could bump him up a little bit. Fair point. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the main redeeming factor for me potentially putting them above 10th was Spyrex playing the role he's better at, and he's not moved to top. So... What am I? What am I supposed to say here? They <laughs> me a, a mid to top. We, we how many times have we made this joke? We, we what was it before last season? We always talked about oh support to jungle. That pipeline's fun or marksman to support that. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is a mid gone to top and that worked. Come on, 
Uh, I'm mostly asking Gordo. Fudge, fudge swapping so. back. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. That's that. That's a swap natural back. Natural later fudge. Everyone knows swap him. Back. Uh, <laughs> um, I have nobody else. I don't have any other good yeah. suggestions. And if Gordo doesn't have one, my point it. is elite. So there you go. Can I boo Gordo's, you now? Gordo's oh, Xiao Hu. did it. Oh yeah! Oh, who did you only it. need to be—you only need to be one of the best Chinese players of all time. <laughs> yeah, you only right. have to be like a yeah. top ten yeah. player all time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then maybe you can yeah. pull it off. Then, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Potential first LPL inductee into their Hall of yeah, Legends exactly. or whatever. Um, I—I'll I, keep my point short and sweet. These—they they go against every Miraville. Look, I gave them the time. I love Collegiate League of Legends. I think it's a fun pipeline. They go against everything I believe the, uh, the NACL should be. They are my immortals to the NACL. They go in every split, and they just do well enough to make it to the next split. And I hate it. I hate it. They take no risks. Okay. They constantly well, do what, the least. Well, that's the, they, okay. They're always going to struggle to take risks because to get a new they're player, handicapped. you need them to enroll in Winthrop University. <laughs> or in Maryville University. They're, they're get them out of here. They're handicapped like a mortal. I don't like... care. Get them okay. out of here then. Well, the other if, thing if, is like, I, they do have like, like I would love to see Kachu on this team. Wow, do I sound like I'm really hating on Get Back today. But <laughs> like, Kachu's get on this roster, and I like Kachu's a super interesting player. I would love to see. He's All like right. a melee mid specialist. He's on Team Ambition I last want, I would love to I see almost, him on this roster. I almost want Get Back to have a great year now. Um, I, I just... Look, if they have these struggles and they, they cannot compete in the NACL because of the enrollment requirement, then they should, and I hope they get relegated. And I hope other NACL teams that can have more exciting, fun rosters are able to get in. If I have to watch Scary Jerry get eighth for another split in a row, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, just, I want them Dude. to, look. I mean, if, if, you, know, if you love C-Law, Winthrop University is on their way in here. Winthrop is. Thank God. Winthrop yeah, I, I was going to say, but, this is, but this is what it should be. It should be colleges that have fun, exciting rosters when enrollment happens come in and maybe they do something and maybe they don't. Maryville had their time. They didn't do something. Stop using a roster slot. I hope well, they get relegated. Well, Bonfire, do I have some bad news for you? Arguably the best CELO rosters are people two-timing their time between NACL roster and a CELO roster <laughs> except, now, for, so. except for Winthrop, who are, except for who Winthrop. are coming in, the, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. I have a mid Let's let's. I, I want to hear Nyarko's C lol MU talk about this. <laughs> well, I'm just depressed now, man. <laughs> yes. Maryville University is my favorite team. I know they are. That, well, you are have them at tenth, man. So just, please, I, I, look, us. man. At least I get like. There's a difference between being realistic and then I don't know praying for their downfall. <laughs> I do sound bad. I do sound kind of bad. Look at look Yarko in Bonfire flip to a different team. I'm gonna cut all of this. We're just gonna say ten, 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 ten. That it's gonna go right. <laughs> no, to here's the Mirage thing: is I, I, like I said, I was supporting Bonfire on his last whack ass point. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's gonna come and do my favorite roster like this. I, I want to see all these guys at NACL. I love the fact that we have this herald of Seelol, uh, and I know that Winthrop University is looming on the horizon, you know, it's a sort of Damocles for this entire argument that we need at least one Seelol representative, because are they overall more qualified than the current Maryville roster to make a splash at ACL? Yeah, but also, Bonfire, the relegation system works for the most part, I'm broadly pretty happy with how it plays out, some teams will eventually 
and occasionally limp back in for another split. It's not that big of a deal, man. It's not that deep. Now, that being said, the ceiling of this team is like eighth, and their floor is 10th and dropping out of the league. It makes me very sad to say it, but the only the only reason why like I think they have any vertical mobility is because Mirage Alliance is kind of an unknown quantity as their new five coming into the league. So maybe they're going to tank and fall to 10th, and that'll bump Maryville up to 9th. Oh, God, I feel so bad about saying this, but I like all the players. I would like to say I got reprimanded for my point, and then you went on to say this is the team by a long shot. But that doesn't mean that they des- yeah, that, do- that doesn't mean you have to hate them for it. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you have to hate them. What you think I hate? Like, I would. You think I hated I, CLG Faith? I was a CLG Faith fan too. You know, yeah. just because they deserve to be relegated doesn't mean they deserve to be relegated. You get what I'm saying here? I I would like to issue a disclaimer. I don't hate any of these players. I, that was not uh-huh. the point I was making. I just hmm. think they're. I, I would just trade them for Winthrop University in a second. <laughs> I think they're. If I had to see Scary Jerry get eighth again, I'm going to fucking yeah. lose it. Dude, if Scary Jerry leads us to a world's run, then may God smite me down. But he doesn't have the sauce, my boy. I'm sorry. Oh. What is going on? Oh. All right, all right, all right. We're, that was a lot of that was a lot of discourse over a team that we are in complete alignment on. We're complete agreement. <laughs> Complete. Not even a little bit of side. not even a little oh. bit of disagreement on that team. <laughs> Carries with it plenty of discourse. Let's get you out of Mirage what? Alliance, a team where there's going to be even more discourse. I know, I know, I'm going to have to get into an argument here. I know I am. Mirage oh, Alliance, Alorum, Dardock, RJS, Scooped, Prismal. TDS has this team ninth. I really thought he would be my boy here. I have this team sixth. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> give, give me numbers, nine. boys. Nine. I'm 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 nine. I have them I'm at eight, and nine. honestly, I'm thinking about moving them to nine retroactively just so I can align with Bonfire's <laughs> thoughts on. I have um, a, I have a eight. I'm also thinking about moving them to nine. Uh, so <sighs> I'm the hater with TDS. Okay. You, and TDS. you, you know what? All right. I'll, I'll let me get in here. I mean, let me let me get in here and defend my boys. I I have in my notes here. By the way, this is probably my hot take. So I know, <laughs> I I know that I'm coming in. I'm coming a little bit hot here. So first of all, I I do think, and I'm not saying, yeah, I you know I'm gonna let you guys make the point before I try to refute it. But if you guys try to make a, a, a everybody here's toxic point, then I'm gonna have to have an argument about it. Oh no, um, because I I do think a lot of people look at this team and they're like RJS and Dardock. How is that ever gonna work Whoa. out? And it's like, hey, I think Dardock is gonna be a real threat in the jungle. He's grown up a lot compared to like what people think of when they hear the name Dardock. You know, he's since since his last spout in the LCS, he's been uh a coach for IMT, he's gone to school and played for UST. Uh he's had this time at Mirage Alliance. Uh Mirage Alliance ownership has great things to say about him. I've talked with Alora a whole bunch. You know, we had him on the show a, a couple weeks ago. I talked to him a bunch after ACL matches. He seems to really like working with him. Uh, I've talked to Dardock himself in ACL interviews. Uh, he seems like he's really kind of turned over a new leaf in that department. Uh, so for anybody who only really watches LCS and hasn't really kept track of him since the it is still just repeating uh, breaking point memes, I, I think you will be surprised at how functional and stable he, he is as a player. Um, 
Well, and if I may, I'll ask you this viewer who's hard on Dardock. Where were you five years ago? How mature were you five years ago? <laughs> Let's look at you. Dardock got publicly broadcasted on a stage. Well, also, this is like this is way more than five years ago now. This is like eight years yeah, ago. Actually, yeah, you're right. It's, yeah, you're right. it's been right. a long time. Yeah. Uh, the easier refute is. This is the easier few here is. Where do you here? I'll tell newer league fans. Hey, Google Jensen's original screen name and figure out what happened. All right? That's all I'll say. Yeah. No. But either way, yeah. So that that's just that's a lot of point refuting a straw man that it doesn't sound like any of you guys are gonna make. Um. But uh. Beyond that, uh, I think Alorum comes in really underrated. Uh, from what I've seen from Alorum, both in qualifiers and in ACL recently, I think he's like on some great form. I think he's at the top of his game. He's been on a long time. Uh, been really impressed with what I've gotten to see out of Alorum recently. Um, I think this team is definitely weaker than the one that qualified. Uh, <laughs> like I think uh, having Neo was, was a really big boon to that team. Uh, I think yeah. outside of the, the Neo for Scoops change, though, I think the other changes are pretty positive. Like, I think Dardock uh, has has shown to be better than Chad in the jungle in a lot of scenarios. Uh, I'm really excited to see Prismal back. I think Prismal was a great support. You know, he got some LCS time at support, mostly because of Golden Guardians doing stupid import math shenanigans. But <laughs> nonetheless, sure. he's, you know, he's been an LCS support. Um, yeah, I, I think the, I think Alorum Dardock Prismal are all going to be really solid. Uh, I know a lot of people are really hyped on Scooped. Um, and I mean, and RJS has been like a really highly touted prospect before. You know, he, he's he got a lot of memes about him, right? He said some goofy stuff on Twitter. He's, you know, he's made himself a little bit of a, of a focal point in, in discourse previously. But uh, yeah, he was good when he was in NACL. I mean, he got himself some starting time on CLG, deservedly. He was good at his time on CLG. And again, like for people making the same argument, like, oh, this team's going to crumble because look at because it's Dardock and RJS. Like, RJS has never had a team crumble. RJS has played it out on every roster he's ever been on. Like, there's that, there's never even, you know, it's, it's almost even a weirder point to make about him than about Dardock. Like, at least Dardock has, like, been benched and been traded and stuff. Like, our, nobody's done that with RJS. Every team that's had RJS has been like, we're going to see this through, other than uh, CLG with the Bud Light Ace. <laughs> I forgot about oh. that. Oh my god! But go ahead, okay. go ahead, guys. Talk, talk me down. So, so I'm the I'm the hater, um, here, but I'm gonna make it pretty simple. I'm just nerfing, you know, teams that are newer teams into the <laughs> NACL in spring specifically. If this were summer. And Mirage had gone through a split in the new system, if you know, new Fearless, all this, yada, yada. I, I, I would, I would feel better about putting them up there. But I, I just think this roster they got put together later than I, most is it, going to have some time to struggle. So I, I'm buying them a bit lower. Um, I, I once I do want to say, Gordo, I'm not, I'm not here to make the talks argument. That's not, that's not going to happen here. That's that's a stupid I'm argument. I'm so that ready. I have so much ammo. Please, somebody <laughs> make it. <laughs> what I'll do, what I'll do with this time is, well, I guess I'm going to bombers make the joke. I also very much subscribe to what Gordo said earlier that the 80 carry position is very wide open right now. And part of that is because I am very high on Scooped. I think Scooped uh, really showed out on a lot of his tryouts across a couple of those combines. Um, and I just think, you know, it's so fun that we have 
Scooped, Sajed, Wixie, Lens, Rockboom, and Array. And Aaron. And Aaron. And Aaron. Like, like. Scourger. Mute his mic. Um, all in the NACL right now, right? I mean, it's going to be super fun to watch. I think Scooped is going to be very fun to watch as well. But I overall think Mirage are going to have growing pains. Um, I do think, it, it, since I put them ninth and we're playing this, I, I do think that they would be back, though, out of the relegation tournament. So I expect them to be a summer where I hopefully will be higher on them after a split in the NACL. <clears throat> um. I'll make my point why I'm kind of in the hater camp. I casted for Mirage with Nyarko. And when we casted for Mirage, everyone said, this is the best NACL OQ team. And they said, this team could probably make NACL right now. Blah, 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 blah. And then there had to be a lot of stuff that happened. And they just slowly and surely started to fall off. Things started to go wrong. The, I don't know what happened. But then the next NACL OQ, they lost a couple of times. And then they you know, joined uh, the uh, ACL and they weren't as good. And every single time I see this team play, every single time they're slightly worse. And I'm starting to have concerns about this team. And then they drop all of their best parts that I was most excited about. I was a huge Neo defender. I was maybe the biggest Neo defender that existed. When I casted with Yorko, it, it sounded like I was Neo's family member the way I was talking about him. And then they're like, yeah, all right, we're going to go with Scooped. No matter how good Scooped is, I will always say Neo deserves to be in that spot for what he did for Mirage. For what it's and... worth, Neo's still sub on the team. I, it was Neo's oh, sorry, choice yeah. to not play this split. I think they would be running well, out then, if they could. Well, then if Mirage didn't do Neo wrong, I didn't know that, mm -hmm. then I still think that they're going to be at a huge disadvantage without Neo. Um, and I think that they lost just so many good pieces. I think Darduck as a shot caller at support was really a big reason why they did so well. Um, and I think that they're going to lose. They lost Chad, who I was super high on. I just, they don't have Sudsy anymore. I really liked Sudsy. It's just, what have they done with my, what happened to the game I love? This yeah. is no longer the Mirage Alliance I know. I don't believe in them anymore. I'm out. Yeah, that's a Here little trivia the... for anyone who's uh, wondering, hey, how did Mirage Alliance change out three players right after qualifying? Doesn't that break the roster continuity rule? Neo is on the bench. That's how. Yeah. Yeah. Also, is this where we have the uh, the ageist NACL conversation? Now that you said Sudzy, <laughs> sure. Is it Sudzy? I want to have yeah. my point in before we get into get it. I, do, I don't actually want to have that conversation. I, that was the, <laughs> go ahead. You know, actually, now that I say that, I actually just kind of agree with Bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I was right there with you in the trenches watching their NACL qualifiers. I canceled a lot more of them as well sure. as the That's season true. ground on because uh, I was uh, documenting their ACL run and stuff like that, which makes me terrified of saying that. I think that they're a, you know, ninth place team at the end of the day, maybe with slight upward mobility as I'm kind of tempted to drive, to drive people up uh, the boundaries. But um. Yeah, like, I think that they just might actually be a ninth place team. I'm, I'm not going to be firm on it, but, like, I, I'm down in the close to full hater camp. And it just comes down to the fact that throughout all of the time that I casted them, all of the games that I sat through, even in incredibly and imminently winnable scenarios, I was like, okay, guys, you got to stop forfunding it now. You got to stop forfunding it now. And they never did. And the question is, were they ever forfunding it? Or are they just actually exposing their weaknesses? <laughs> because if it is the case that they just mess up in cases where they really shouldn't and they throw away guaranteed wins, given the fact that this is going to be the stiffest competition that they've ever faced, I have a feeling that there's a chance these people backslide. And unfortunately, 
this I think is a weaker iteration of the roster than what we saw in qualifiers as bonfires also alluding to, I was never as big of a fan of Dardock in the support role. Uh, mostly just because I like could probably make a compilation of him playing Leona and Nautilus in ways that made me very, <laughs> oh, very irrationally oh. angry, but you know, you have to re realize that even if he is a more capable jungler, he's played support for quite a while now. And yeah, he's had a little bit more time to get back into the groove of his original role. But, you know, that destabilization has to stand for something alongside the fact that the team has radically altered their makeup in a way that I think cuts against their shot calling potential and overall playmaking ability. Yeah, and I, I will say, sorry, just one more thing about them. Uh, the bailout when they were for funding it was Neo. It, it felt like he was their fallback. No longer have that. You don't have Neo Zephelios anymore to just win you team fights by yourself. Yeah, Narco, great points. I'm glad we're back in the, you know, we're friends again. Yeah. I, I was very <laughs> so, sad when we were arguing at Maribel. A, a few things on that. Uh, I mean, first of all, just because it's the most recent, uh, on the support jungle point, he's been playing, like, I, I, I do agree with that somewhat. I will say he has been playing jungle in the background, like, the whole time. Like, he's been playing yeah. a fair bit of jungle in solo queue. He was playing jungle for St. Thomas when they won their seat law title. Uh, and that was, like, while he was playing on this Mirage team. It was, like, within the same month. Um, I, I will also say, like, for one thing, two things about the previous splits of Mirage. For for one, like, the, the roster you guys are talking about was three different players, uh, and one of the one of the players that isn't swapped was playing a different position. So you're talking about, like, a Lorem top and a totally different team, uh, it, for one. And for the other, I do think it's funny that you bring up your casting experiences with this team, because I think, like, my casting experiences with this team are really kind of informing me the opposite way, because TDS, and that's why I'm surprised TDS isn't on them with me, um, is because TDS and I covered them in ACL lower bracket, where they dropped to the lower bracket in round one, and then... They came back and they beat Quacker and CCG Futures. And then they moved on and they beat Cincinnati Fear with Perry and Shochi. And then they moved on and they beat Lotus Exiles with, uh, like, Dark Wings was on that team. And then they beat Ole Miss and Shogo and all those guys. And then they had a very close series against Peach Cats, um, who went on to be finalists, um, where they just barely lost in five games. So, like, I I, I thought their recent performances in ACL, uh, and by the way, every time they win one of these games, Alorum is hopping on the post-match interview with us, and it's just like, yeah, we're not practicing. I don't know. We're just kind of pulling it together here. <laughs> <After> <laughs> it's like, we're in the off-season right now. We're kind of just for fun in it right now, and we're pulling it together anyway. Um which I suppose is a little bit similar to what you guys were saying. I was about, about, I was about to say, yeah, just, wait a second. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that they've never forefunded. it. I'm saying that they forefunded in ACL. I think they'll they'll less forefund it in uh, in NACL. That's the whole for years. <laughs> when will they stop? Yeah, and then it? yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's also like yeah, it's hard for me to make the like I just don't buy the they're going to struggle to adapt argument because there's four players that played in LCS on this team. Like these guys have been around the block. Uh, there's a lot of like adults in this room. Um, they got a lot of experience. I, I, I think they're going to be better than people are giving them credit for. That's your hot take. It's my hot take. It's my hot take. I'm not, you haven't convinced me out of it. You haven't talked me out of it. After a split, I'd be closer with you. We'll see. Just, not yet. All right. Well, we'll see how they do. We'll see how they do. This will be a fun one to keep an eye on. Let's move on to supernova. Uh, so somebody's got somebody fell into some new money, and they got a they got themselves a new a new label. I, I suppose I should disclaimer once again. I am going to be working with Supernova on another podcast, so I am tentatively affiliated with Supernova. Um, 
and that's not as funny anymore now that I, I'm not just going to say that they're 10th right afterwards. So if you want to if you want to <laughs> discount my opinions because of inherent bias, you're welcome to do that. Uh, TDS has this team at third. I have them at fourth. Uh, to refute Bonfire. Oh, oh, oh I didn't say the team. Me. I didn't say the team. It's Faisal, Kenvi, oh, Shochi, ahead, Array, yeah. Diamond. Sorry. Hooray. Um, to refute Bonfire's point that I always agree with Gordo, and I'm just piggybacking, I've now agreed with TDS more on this list uh, than Gordo, because I'm third. Screw you, Bonfire. I knew I was agreeing with TDS throughout most of this list, because I also have Supernova at third. See, this is. <clears throat> uh oh. oh <laughs> this, no. is, this is dude. If you say something below five, we're <laughs> this, is, this is this is where my um. This is. Right. I would like to preface this with saying this is where putting some other teams higher starts to bite me in the butt because there's only so many. I so many. <laughs> it's either this or Team Liquid at third. I have supernova at seventh Ooh. it can't be a third place or seventh place what? <laughs> i mean it can when you have all the other teams where bonfire has them yeah, you, you can't preface this with uh it was either them or tl at third and then say they're seventh I have my doesn't make any sense. I don't I think he's saying that was his decision process. I think he's I saying think that given I'm the information we've now. already received, it was going to be one or the other. We should I'm have seen this coming. I'm looking at my are. list now and I realized it. I probably want them higher, but yeah, I guess I have them at hatership. All right. Well, you can adapt if you want. Uh, this is... That is an that is an LCS watcher's opinion of this Supernova team. I'll tell you that. Bonfire is an, is an LCS fan's opinion. Tap myself into a corner. That's not here. an insult, by the way. Really I am an LCS late. fan, but that is a LCS watcher's ranking. Yeah, I, I I guess I can defend my seventh place if it comes. Not down yet. To it. Not yet. Let's not let uh, who's highest? TDS I, is highest. TDS isn't here. I Slayer and Narco are highest. Well, Slayer and Narco, you guys go ahead. I feel like Narco hasn't let out in a while, so. What is there to dislike about the team that puts them lower than third? I guess is my question. I think that I, I can answer all... that question. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. Hold on. <laughs> I, I like every single player on this team. I think that Faisal has continuously defined himself as one of the standout NACL products, and I'm happy to see him on a team that I think, by virtue of whatever money Supernova somehow found at the end of the rainbow, uh, will actually be able to support, like, carry play through the top side. I think Shochi will be able to shoulder any burden that or slack that Faisal can pick up. Kenby's fantastic. And then Array and Diamond in the bot lane are still great. I think that they are head and shoulders above a lot of the duos that we've been talking about so far. And while I don't think they're necessarily the best, the fact of the matter is I can now lean upon Slayer's points uh, to, you know, contradict what I was saying about AoE and be like, yeah, you know, got these strong solo laners. I think they're going to make up for the for the fact that, you know, this bot lane isn't my favorite just by virtue of it not being as important in the meta right now or whatever. So I think they're a very solid third, honestly. I think that while nobody is the best player in any of the roles, they're all top three to top four, and therefore they deservedly are in a very consistent third slot for me. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, definitely not backboning my point off the fact I think they have the best bottom lane in the NACL. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you combine them, I think they're the best bottom lane. Because I think Diamond is would be two, is two for me. I'm fine and, with that. And then Array, I think, is the best AD. At least right now. Uh, to make the joke, he has the best floor. Uh, the guy was subbing on Dignitas. 
he was killing combines like the entire time I was watching them. I think I watched some of them with you guys that Array was just smashing people. Um, so, so I think the the bottom lane is the best bottom lane right now going into the NACL. Um, like Nar- Narco said, though, I, I don't think bottom lane matters as much, and that's kind of why they're third. Uh, the point I want to make really quickly here is I know I know somebody posted this on Twitter when Fearless Draft started getting teased. Shochi is the best mid laner for Fearless Draft in North America. Um, good luck keeping that guy on a pinch pool, even with Fearless. Uh, I, I think that we will find some mid laners will struggle. Uh, they'll, they'll get their pools pinched by the time you get to the, the third game uh, or in these Fearless Drafts. Or the fourth <laughs> or the fifth happened. in playoffs. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth or fifth. That didn't happen to Shochi. So. Joji's got a bit of an edge on some of these other mid laners, at least in that aspect, even if I don't think he's the best mid laner in the league right now. So that's a lot of the reasons why I, I think they're third. I'm also a big fan of Faisal. Uh, I know we talked about the Faisal Phillips swap last um, split. It was a big thing for FlyQuest. I think for the most part, he met that sort of description. I, I think he rose to that occasion and showed that he could start knocking on the door of, of a potential FlyQuest, uh, of LCS spot. I know, I think when we were in the offseason, I said that I could see FlyQuest promoting him before they, they brought in uh, someone else. So, yeah, Supernova. I mean, this is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, so this is a seventh place team. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. I, 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 Like I said, I think I made my list, and then I think I'm looking back at it, and I'm like, oh boy, Supernova actually is pretty good i think if i had to make an argument for my seventh place which i'm going to stick to it i am not going to cop out and say whoa they could really actually be yeah, a bit I mean, i've typed these all out already i'm not moving anything around right now i'm going to be honest well, i know <laughs> no i know but sometimes i'm not pointing fingers because i've done it too but sometimes in a ranking list one of us will be like i have them at seventh but i think they could be closer to fifth if they have a really no they're yeah, seventh. so i'm no, i'm not pointing any fingers i do it too um <laughs> I will say, if they are going to be seventh, and if I'm going to create a reasoning for it, and I actually truly, genuinely believe this, this is a combination roster. This is a roster that I don't think a lot of them have played before together. Uh, Stop me if I'm wrong. Um, Uh, I I think you're 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 right. Uh, You're right. None of them have played together. I don't know if any of these players have played together before. No. No, this is a combination roster. And you just made the point earlier, Gordo, about how combination rosters can falter and how you can have these super teams really drop to a low position when they haven't worked together before. And I know a lot of times we've made the point that they might not be the best bot lane, but they've played together a lot. They may not be the best mid jungle but they've spent a lot of time together. This is a project. This is a belief. This is a, we got all of the best players we could in the position that we could with the money we had, and we're going to hope this works. You guys are buying into it. I am not. I'm trying to figure out which of these players have played together before. Like I'm doing an immaculate grid now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like trying to figure it out. I don't think, I don't think any of them have though. Um, they played together in a ranked game. Remember that? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm slightly lower than consensus, uh, but and I think a lot of that, uh, a, a, I think comes down to Faisal. Like I, I was pretty disappointed with what happened with Faisal when he got his big kind of opportunity on FlyQuest last split. Uh, like mm. I think on paper that was supposed to be like you know they made the Philip for Faisal trade. 
on on this version of this show in summer i i think i even explicitly said like you know no, there's no secrets who who initiated that trade and who profited from that trade right like i think it was kind of universally recognized like FlyQuest said all right you get up here faisal cincinnati fear you can take philip and and cincinnati fear had no choice but to accept that you know like it was it was not a negotiation it was not a deal that both teams decided to take it was a deal of FlyQuest having way more money and you know they can they can pluck players off of amateur teams anytime they want um and with that in mind, like I think Philip outperformed Faisal in in the last split, uh, by and large. Like I think Philip looked pretty good uh, going into the slot where Faisal previously was, and I think Faisal is like relatively unimpressive on a FlyQuest team that I think had the skill on it on paper to like make a run and be champions, and in, instead ended up faltering uh, pretty far below that. Um, yeah, and I just I, I think individually his performances just like weren't up to snuff with like the top top laners in the league. And that's what I would have expected to come out of him uh, getting the opportunity on like a major team like that. Um, and I just think, like I've said before, I think top lane is like absolutely stacked in this league. Like I think I'm really high on guys like Surdy. I think uh, tenacity is going to be really good. I think Jenkins is coming, got to come back in swinging. I think all those guys are going to be better than him. Um, and it is just something that I'm really kind of factoring into my analysis there. Um, and then on top of that, there's just like Supernova has been under a lot of turnover as an organization, like recently. Like, I think everybody knows that. Uh, they've had a ton of staff turnover. They're on like their third owner in nine months. Uh, and I think they just need to like prove to me that they can establish like this stable uh, environment for, for a team to like make that top three run, right? Like, I think I'm just kind of baking in a little bit of concern that things are going to start to fall apart internally. Um, and that's just, that just makes me have them like a little bit lower, right? Like they had a big falling out with one of their players mid promotion tournament three months ago. So it's like, I, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm baking in a little bit of concern that, that things might not work out from an org perspective, given how much turmoil is going on in there. Uh, I think that's really kind of what pushes them down to four for me. Uh, that and I just have like a lot of internal faith on like same way last split, right? When we were doing our rankings, DSG was bringing in three of the reigning champs, but I still didn't put DSG in third. And I think most are in first. And I think most of us didn't put DSG in first. Um, I think most people had Team Liquid and or FlyQuest above them. And our reasoning for that is, right, like these LCS orgs, they've, they've got all this staff, they've got all these resources, uh, they're going to get more out of their players than a, you know, a team that a streamer has thrown together super recently that hasn't really proven it like that. Um, and I feel the same way about the two LCS orgs now, and I feel the same way about DSG now when I'm comparing them to an org like Supernova, who just hasn't been here before. They haven't had, uh, you know, kind of the big money roster uh, with all the big stars on it before. And I, I just have a little concern about their ability to, to live up to those expectations. All right. Well, I think that's everybody yeah. talking about Supernova. So we can... Uh... From there, move on to TL Challengers. Uh, I can't believe you guys let me get away with seventh. That's crazy. What are, what are we, we supposed to do? Just kick you off? <laughs> you do this every. You do this every power ranking. There was just there was. Look, I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> TL Challengers. TL Challengers. Uh, TDS has this team. Oh wait, oh, nope. Got to say the roster. Got to say the roster. Jenkins, Keel. Romer, Spawn, Kim down from top to bottom. TDS has this team fifth, surprisingly. I have this team second. 
I've got them four. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, Nyarka. I have them at six. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm at third. Is that a different ranking for every single It person? is. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Uh, for all the go down the line, then we should just go down the line, right? I guess so. Yeah, uh, I guess I go first on number two. Um, TL in particular, as a team and how they run their academy program, out of like the teams that have had success at this level, I feel like they have they out of more so than anybody else have really marched the beat of their own drum. Uh, like they'll they'll get roll swapped Bradley and unretired Arrow and, and two C Law players uh, at a time where the track record for C Law players making the LCS is abysmal, uh, and and they'll find success with it, right? Like that's what they did last year. Uh, they'll like randomly get Arthur for for a year from from Oceania, you know? They'll they'll do this kind of crazy stuff and just kind of make it work. Spawn feels like one of those decisions, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I just kind of have, like, I think he's always been a very good team fighter, and I think if anybody can make Spawn work, it's it's Spawn. I know Spawn is Spawn is head coach with Spawn coming in to, I, I've been doing this on purpose, um, with Spawn coming into NACL, but I think he'll still be involved, and I think their coaching staff uh, at this lower level is pretty good. Um, Jenkins is awesome to have back. I was really high on Jenkins when he was on CLG Challengers. I'm glad that he's no longer substituting up at LCS. Uh, and I think Keel and Kim Down were among the best of their positions last split. Uh, Keel, I was super high on. Keel was number two in the most valuable prospect voting. I think a lot of people are very, very high on Keel, especially in a new jungle world that does not have. And I mean, admittedly, it does have like Kenvi in it again, but it does not have Yuji and Mir in it anymore. Um, so I think like the race is going to be uh, a lot between Keel and Perry and Kenvi uh, to be up at the top. I'm definitely forgetting some cracked jungler in that list, but that's just off the top of my head. Oh, Shaden. Shaden's in that conversation, Shaden, yeah. too. I knew I was forgetting somebody. Um, Slightly good. And, you know, Dardock could be in there, too. But either way, I, I think Keel is going to be right up there with those guys. I think Keel's been absolutely great. Uh, and Kim Down, I've come up even higher on in the off season. Kim Down... Uh, I remember with Peach Cats in the ACL, uh, like a week apart, I got to see Wixie and Isles play together. Uh, and, you know, they didn't look too great in the, in the matchup I got to see from them up against Winthrop. And then a week later, uh, they played Isles had already been promoted up to Dignitas, so he couldn't play anymore. So they had the E-sub and Kim Down. Wixie Kim Down looked like night and day. Kim Down looked so much better than Isles uh, in that finals. It was really a big shock to me personally. Um and not just that, I think his performance all of last split was just getting better and better all the time. I'm excited to see how he does uh, on this team with an offseason given to him. And uh, yeah, I just have baseline high expectations for this team all around, Romer included. Um, even though I'm a little skeptical of LCKCL players just coming in and immediately being the best. I still think he'll come in and immediately be pretty high. Uh, <laughs> he'll be pretty high up there. And listen, I'm just I'm, I'm acknowledging my bias. Uh, it it surrendering to it immediately. I think Rummer's gonna it be works great. Out. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'm third, so I, I I'll keep it short and sweet. Everything you said, but I'm one lower because of two reasons. One, I don't have as much of a bias towards Korean players. I think Romer is probably gonna be a little worse than you think. And two, I think you're underrating the importance that Spawn had as a coach on that NACL team. Because mm. um, I've been I, I I've been following this team Liquid, obviously bit of a fan um this team liquid necl saga uh, since they've had spawn as a coach since they won back-to-back -back titles 
um, back when it was the what was it the something it was before it was called the NACL blanking on Academy. the name. Academy. Yeah, Academy. Yeah, Academy. It's a hard one. How about you wait your turn like a big boy? All right. <laughs> um, back when it was Academy, uh, I can't hear you. Back when it was Academy, uh, they won back. Is it is it hard to talk? Went on and they had still two very good splits when it was the NACL. I mean, Spawn had a huge impact on getting so many players into the LCS. And so um, I think that uh, it's nothing to brush off. And I think that they're going to have a bit of a down year, which, you know, for as, t- uh, as good of an org as Team Liquid is his third. I believe, Narco, you're lower than me, correct? I am. That means you're next. Uh, yeah, unless anybody wants to. And unless anybody wants to make a guess quick, at what TDS's arguments are. Quick, quick random point I want to make. Uh, I went back and checked the tape. Uh, Narco and I are actually reigning champ predictors. Ooh. So Mr. LJ Vogel 2 over here throws out the best hot oh, takes and lands them. your own points. Jesus. D- we both said DSG first going into the Oh, you conference. did. All right. Well, oh, the, the, the rest of us did. Most difficult choice of all time. You didn't make it. Yeah, but you're going to discredit my EG pick for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, the roster completely changed. What do you mean, about some reason? Challenger last time I checked. So whenever, you want to, whenever you want to make a All point right. about what do you, what do you got? What do you got for TL? I, I, I think I cut Narco off. So, <laughs> Are oh, you, I, I thought we were going top to bottom. You're up. He's. Oh, we're going top to bottom. Okay. Oh, oh. Um. So. I, uh, yeah, I think for me, they're kind of, TL kind of fell, it's hard for me. Listen, uh, Romer, I think, is is the problem for me. Um, I, I think they're going to have some issues with Romer um, compared to some of these other mid laners. I, I think it it's kind of, for me, how I thought, you know, TL had some problems getting going with their LCS team when they brought a Korean in. I think that's something that might happen here with TLC. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just a, this is not a lot of a logical pick for me. It, it's kind of a gut feeling that there's a lot of reasoning for why they should be higher. And I just, I'm not on that train just yet. Um, I, I recognize that Jen- Jenkins is probably going to come in here and be pretty good. I definitely capped for Keel a lot of last summer, and for good reason. Um, it, it's just my other takes, it's kind of like the more like not as chaotic reasoning for Bonfire landing on teams at 7th that I have landed at TL at 4th. Like... It, other agendas have pushed them back, not crazily back, but okay. I, I've, I've had to land at this point with them at four. I will, like I said, I can't remember which team I said about last split. I will happily eat a crow if when I'm wrong, and I'll say it. But for now, I have them at four. All right, Nyarko, you have them solo. You have them at sixth. What's what's up? Yeah, you know what, Gordo. For as much as we try to talk about the anti-NA sentiment and the fact that imports, you know, are overvalued, at least I'm actually living that philosophy because I don't think Romer's shit, man. Yeah. Let's go. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, man. But, 
you know what? I think that I think I think NA collectively we could take him. I I don't think that this mid lane is gonna define a TLC. And if that's the case, we got to look at a team that yeah is certainly middle of the pack and I think has a ceiling that could push maybe towards third or fourth. But I really don't think that Jenkins, Keel, Spawn, Kim down are particularly better than say what we're seeing out of fear and everything like that. And given that, I think the biggest focus upon the players in terms of their capabilities is coming in the jungle role and the support role. And you know, my philosophy, whenever I do power rankings, whenever I talk about a team, I'm a support player, but I don't believe that supports do all that much. Um, it means that I'm really looking at Keel as someone who can take the reins of this team and bring them to victory because Jenkins, I think is just going to be a pretty neutral quantity on the top side of the map. But when you're looking at the rest of the pools, for the jungle role and you look at the people that i've been really high up on throughout uh the split i feel that on principle i can't really put keel above rose thorn or chad as crazy as that sounds because i like both of them more and i think that if dardock does adjust even mirage alliance might have a better jungler yeah. Damn. i respect Damn. the take to be yeah honest. no in, yeah. in my defense yeah. on the rover point regardless even though i am pretty high on romer uh, e even removing him, like I, I do think that Jenkins Keel spawn Kim down is way better than the equivalent players on Fear. Or at, for example, that's fair. To use that I, as I can understand. Like, that. I think, like I do think, I don't even need Romer to be that good to be pretty high on Team Liquid Challengers. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think he, like I think he'll come in and be top half. I don't think he'll be like the best in the league. And I would love it if uh he was worse than that. Not gonna, not gonna lie. I would, I would love yeah. it if the North American players just are. Well, that, that's that's the kid gordo like campaign is it is dude it's like it should I, be the campaign of all of us it should it, 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 it is like well it's difficult for me because i'm a tl fan it is and it's also like i also like what like what romer represents right because we all know he's like he's here to like take take apa's spot if apa isn't good enough like they have an open import slot like he's he's here to he's here to move I, in and I create swear. tlck uh. again I in an swear. instant. Ugh. I swear. Don't That's why he's here, guys. I'm sorry. I, I, I know, but I swear. Slater, is this what being a TSM field fan feels like? I hate this. No, TSM would never promote a player for their academy team. Uh, uh, <laughs> this guy just takes shots to take shots, man. This is just absurd. I was a TSM fan too, man, for years. Okay, I get to say that. Okay, all right, This is a TSM water bottle that I'm drinking out of right now. Okay. Oh my god. I used to be a TSM. Let's just not talk about them. Why? I don't want to talk about them. It's okay, Slayer. I always hate. They go fuck themselves. I don't want to talk about them. Oh, it could be worse. You could be an evil geniuses fan. I don't. They're both just, you could be both. both. It was rough. Dude. They're both just shit. It's been a tough. It's been a tough couple of years. Oh wait, you were an EG fan, weren't you? I was both. Yeah, bit. I moved oh from TSM God. to EG. Wow. It's, dude, it's been a tough like few being years, a, man. Just being a foster kid going to two abusive homes in a row. That's right. terrible. It's <laughs> <My laughs> just a fan of them. All right, let's <laughs> let's move on from TL challengers before I kill myself. Uh, <laughs> oh my! Uh, you took my joke from I earlier did, I today. Did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! This I was telling episode. This is, oh. I was telling Gordo I lost my NACL qualifier casting position. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you just. Oh. <laughs> That's how you. Let's get in there. Let's keep going. We're almost. We're almost to the end. Oh shit! All right. 
Wild card. Smirking the joke. <laughs> Wild card. I'll steal your joke in an instant, um, Yarko. Don't think I won't. No. Um, no, all right. Let's get on a wild card. Uh, wild card from top to bottom as our last team in the NACL is Quacker, Winnie, Darkwings, Aaron, and Doxa. Uh, for those who are mathing it out at home, you already know what our ranks are. Uh, for those, for everyone else, uh, TDS has them seventh. I have them eighth. Fifth. Whoa! Whoa! Fifth. Fifth. Fifth for you too, Nyarka? No, seventh. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, uh, you ninth. know, I have already burnt my one crazy take. Ninth? Nice. Wow. You think they're going to get relegated? What do you mean? You, you, wait, 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 wait. I'm closer to everyone else than you are, all right? How am I the one that's They're getting... keeping them in the NACL. It, fair. Uh, you are you are pretty high on them, Slayer. Get, go ahead. Get get hyped about this team. Yeah. yeah. So this is, this, is my, this is my team. Uh, like, Gordo said he's going to be cheering for AoE. This is my team. This is, Wild card is the team that I will be rooting for and I will be capping about the most, which, yes, it does mean that me putting them fifth is biased. Guess what? That's the entire point of this fucking podcast. So there you go. They're number five. Have I been capping for Quacker for more than a year? 100%. Did I cast a bunch of Quacker in the offseason? 100%. I don't care. I think Quacker is now in a better position than he was on Supernova. I think all three of the other people here would agree that this is a better team around him now than it was on Supernova. My my first note here is literally uh, on the the on the bright side. Something to get excited about is it, be, it is better than Quacker's team last split. <laughs> yeah, so so there's the first jumping off point, right? Um, Quacker also Quacker. You know, if people want to bring up the point, there's gonna be like three. There's gonna be like maybe two people that make this point. Quacker's off season on CCG futures, like he wasn't even supposed to be on that team. Uh, like that team was was a dumpster fire. I'm I'm sorry. That team was a dumpster fire. <laughs> they changed the roster completely. Uh, that I, I know they did because me and Gordo made a power rankings video about the rosters going into the RCL. And the only person who was still on that team by the time they were doing playoffs of RCL and ACL was Quacker. So not really gonna disc. I'm not gonna give him too much. You know slack for the off season and how he played in tier three leagues because he was on a, a roster that was just hard to even manage so quacker i'm i'm gonna cap for quacker i, I think he'll end up as uh, you know floor top half top laner even in this pool i think he'd go higher the main point that i want to i'm here for is we've talked about cohesion between players and how that is a bit of a buff for a lot you know when you rank them winnie and dark wings were the best part of an aoe roster that i think was you know had a lot of complications through uh the summer split with you know subbing in player to players internet's going out right all of that i think winnie and dark wings together the spring split? are because they had will in summer sorry yeah sorry the spring split um i think winnie and dark wings together is going to be is underrated and i think is a duo this top half of the map is kind of what's selling it for me i'm very high on dark wings i think dark wings is going to show on this better roster as well for him that he is a much better prospect talent than people gave him credit for in the summer. And while, you know, I'm a big fan of Arian, Doxa I'm a little unsure about. I'm going to close it out with the point that I started with. Bot lane's just not going to matter as much, guys. So I think Wildcard are going to be fifth. And I can't wait to cheer for him. Um, do I have to go because I have them at ninth? You can go because you have All them right, at I'll ninth. Let's, let's change yeah, that yeah, perspective a little bit. 
Yeah, we'll change the perspective. <laughs> um, I think that, and here's the thing. I actually think that Slayer is taking a pretty good line of reasoning because it's the line of reasoning I took for all of my hot takes where it's if you look at the best possible scenario of every player on this team, they're actually pretty good. I'm going to say I'm not going to look at the best possible scenario of this team. You say Quacker's had a lot of problems with his teams. That's why we can excuse his Tier 3. I'm not going to excuse it. You say Darkwings and Winnie are have been in a tough position, and you know there was a lot of moving parts around it, and that's why we can – I'm not going to excuse it. So I'm going to say that while you think this they are better than we you know can give them credit for because of their past scenarios, I'm not going to excuse that. And I'm going to say I don't think that they're actually that good. Um, the only person I'll excuse is Quacker, because I actually do think Quacker is pretty good. Um, but I you think you just that, say you don't excuse him? No, I, I, I don't excuse his tier three performance, but I still think he was pretty good. I don't know why you're saying, like, we should give him an exception. He was still good, even with all the roster, you know, pandemonium. Um, I also think that I know that you've lived and died on the point that bot lane doesn't matter. I'm not convinced of that yet. I, I think that we will have yet to see that. And I think if you do look at this bot lane, holy moly, I am not really that high on it. So this is my reasoning. I think realistically, I think we can handshake on this. They're probably not going to be ninth and they're probably not going to be fifth. But you are the ceiling yeah, and I am. They're going to be I think that's be a eighth. fair way to Or seventh. Yeah, or seventh. But I think that I just don't believe in this team and you really believe in this team. And then Gordo and Yarko are probably the, the two that don't have skin in the game. And that's why are probably good. I mean I do love Quacker. Oh. I do, don't get me wrong. For, I love Quacker. Uh go ahead, Slayer. You, you look like you're itching. Uh, to say for something. the for the second time I have to make sure that Bonfire doesn't change my words after I say them. Uh, oh I didn't say bottom God. lane doesn't matter. I said it's the least valuable. So I just want to make sure that's, that's on record. just okay. <laughs> All right. You were just not wanted to same. get a word in it's basically the same uh, it's thing. It's not the same thing, and I hate when you misconstrue my words, so I need to make sure that doesn't happen it's, it's on a close. recorded episode. You atmosphere. get your plus one slayer. Congratulations. I'll say close. Basically it's there we go. Uh I do agree with uh quite a few of the points that Bob first of all, this is the most Myra Davis team of all time. Let me let me say that right up <laughs> right up to that. Uh she she loves all these guys. I know she she worked with Quacker on Wildcard, on uh, Winston on Wildcard as well, Winnie. Um and Aaron on CLG Faith, so it's it, this is also this is uh this is four fifths of St. Louis University, by the way. For those who keep are keeping track, this is St. Louis University plus Quacker, uh, <laughs> so they definitely do have a lot of pre-existing synergy coming in there. Uh, from that, uh, the role swap for yeah, I agree. The bot lane is just not it. Um, that's what I'm struggling with here. Uh, I think role swap Doxa like. I've said a lot that I think anybody could roll swap to support. Like I'm just by default to believing in roll swap supports at this point in League of Legends because everybody and their mother is doing it. But all the successful ones have usually found a lot more success at their main role first, um, which Doxa has yet to do. He was not uh, that much of a standout mid laner on TSM Challengers. I don't think he's been a. I think he's been a solid mid lane prospect, but I don't think he's ever been like top tier. Needs to be in tier two level. Um, Myra is not the only person who's really high on Aaron. I know a lot of people are really high on Aaron. A lot of people that I respect are really high on Aaron. Um, I just have not felt like I've seen it from him. I feel like he has not ascended to being like the top of the table in tier three, let alone like somebody who needs to be in tier two. Um, he struggled the last time he was on tier two with CLG Faith. Um, remembering him on a team like Team Ambition back in the spring, he was like good, but not like needs to be an NACL good. 
he got knocked out by the Grandpa Gamers when he was on Komodo <laughs> last summer. Uh, well, the Grandpa Gamers. Yeah, uh, it's you know, and props to them. That was like a little bit of an upset on paper, but like I, he just, I, I he, the fact that he's never made top eight in an OQ like is sticking out to me, and you know, like he's never gotten to be on one of those like really great world beater AM teams. Um, so that's a little unfair to hold up against him. But it's like I, I just. I, I get the I get the potential. I've seen the f- the flashes of really great play, but I I just feel like I've n- I I'm not sold on Aaron yet. Um, I don't think having a role swap support is going to help him very much, and I think they're going to be some of the we- one of the weaker bot lanes in the league. And I'm not sold that it doesn't matter. I think uh, or or it or will be super negligible. I think it's going to be. Uh, Still matters, man. Never said didn't matter. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's going to be a bigger deal, or at least I'm going to default to assuming that it's going to be about as useful as bot lane usually is, which is a lot. Uh, it, it matters a lot, usually. So, until uh, proven otherwise, yeah, that's where I'm going to be sitting. Narco, any thoughts from you? I don't think you got to talk on this team yet. Yeah, not really, but I don't have a ton to say, mostly because the reason that I have them at seventh is that this is the team with, I think, the least remarkable people in every role. This doesn't mean that they are bad. I really enjoy watching them, and I like them as players and as members of the community, but I don't think they any of them are tanking into the 10th position of any uh, role, and I don't think that anybody's even pushing top half. So with that in mind, out of all of the teams that have the capacity to like jump up the rankings really just kind of defy expectations. I don't think wildcard has the capacity. And because that's the case, I don't think that I can justifiably put them above seventh because everybody else above them is being ranked more towards their floor. And I think that they have a higher ceiling. That's a fair point. I'm actually glad nobody agreed with me. Good. Okay. I actually, yeah, I actually it, wanted that. I was gonna say we, I, I we did. all have our team. Now. I did. We, we all do. Have our we team do all have a team. Play. Yeah. And before and before the season goes on, if three fifths of our team gets upgraded halfway through and then makes a deep run, it's not the same argument. I'm just putting that. Apparently, I have to say that uh, now. Anyway, nice I've point. I've been compiling our rankings me. throughout the show. Uh, if I take our average and I start up top to bottom, I think we have a, we have a pretty good list here. We have, you know, we all we all have some standouts here. It's obviously Fly Challengers in first. It's DSG in second. Supernova and TL tie for third slash fourth. My bad. Fifth is AOE. Sixth is Fear. Seventh is Wildcard. Eighth is Lit. Ninth is Mirage Alliance, and tenth is Maryville with the cross the board tenth. I'm surprised that Mirage is that low. I guess I couldn't yank them up far enough. I guess everybody else put them eighth or ninth, so that's not too big of a surprise. Um, not a bad list, though. I think we I think we've done pretty well for ourselves here. I don't I don't hate that top to bottom. I am not ashamed to publish that on the Salt Mine Twitter after this episode goes out. I, I I'm, I'm going to go out and say it. I think I'm going to be wrong on a lot of things, but I hope at least a couple of mine. I I'm pretty likely to be wrong on a lot of things as well. We'll see. Uh, I did I did uh I did submit my power rankings to to salty runbacks things, so we'll see if oh. we can if I can steal their yeah. money as a rival yeah. podcast. I think that'll be very funny. Well, uh, just quickly at the end, I we said this um, before we started the podcast. I think we can all circle back to it now that we're done with the rankings. Was this not the hardest rankings to do? Oh, at least so for you hard. Guys? So difficult for me. 
Yeah. yeah, I did in like five minutes. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, Yarko's real confident in his opinions. Pay pay mind to that when we see how the results. Oh, no, I no. Think... I, I think it's very clear from the way I delivered half of my opinions here <laughs> that I'm not confident. I just did it in five to ten minutes. <laughs> I think sure. I, I have like fifth through ninth, I think we're all very, very close to me. And like yeah, first I... through third are all very close yeah. to me as well. Honestly, fourth through fourth are all very close to me. This was make fourth and fifth is the easiest. No, no, no. I, did I not include fifth? I think tenth was easy. I think first was easy. If we're yeah, if we're being realistic, yeah, I think second through fourth was hard, one, and then two, I think fifth one, through ninth two, was yeah. hard. I think one, yeah, one, two, and ten were easy. Four, three, eight were hard. That's fair. That's a fair point. We got the cat on screen. I think that's where we're gonna close things out. But thank you all for tuning on in for this uh, little off-the-wall, off-season episode of The Salt Mine. We are inching in at just about two hours, and I think that's about where we wanted to be. We're going to be back weekly once the NACL kicks off. Give our thoughts and opinions on each and every week of play. Until then, take it easy. Watch some NACL. Tune in for the opening day of the LCS and the NACL. See some of these players play. Uh, and then come back here and talk about it.